prayer. And in the prayer of verse 6, that uh, Jehoshaphat does talk about the power and might of the Lord and, and see the answer of, of that prayer too, the power and might displayed as God uh, delivers his people. Congregation of Jesus Christ, we have an amazing uh, prayer again this evening from the life of King Jehoshaphat. Now, this is a little, a little more obscure prayer. We've looked at prayers of Abraham and David and these people. Uh, Jehoshaphat, and actually preaching out of Second Chronicles, I, I don't often, I don't know how often I've preached out of Second Chronicles. It's not that often. But here we have a beautiful prayer of King Jehoshaphat. And just to give you a few things, the context of who he is helps us understand how, how this prayer unfolds. First of all, he is a good king. So he is definitely a good... His father, Asa, was a good king. And you know in the whole history of the kings, there are some good, some not so good. Jehoshaphat was good. His father, Asa, was good. Kings in Judah. What he did, he, he did the things of, of, of restoring uh, a faith, of... of Step, standing against the idols. And, and I wanted to ask you too, have any of you been to like a, a, a conference or a retreat, one of these Christian conferences, hey, like Breakforth or one of the retreats? Yeah. Jehoshaphat started them. Did you know that? If you go to a conference or a women's retreat or a men's retreat, or, Jehoshaphat started that. It says in chapter 17, uh, Second Chronicles, that in his reign, as he was uh, reigning, verse 7 of chapter 17, uh, the third year of his reign, he sent out officials, and they're named there, uh, Ben-Hael, Obadiah, Zechariah, and Levites, verse 8 of chapter 17, a number of them. So he had a, a, a nice team to lead. And it says, verse 9, they taught throughout Judah, taking with them the book of the law. They went around to all the towns and taught the people. So they went out at a big conference. They came into town. They had a big, yeah, learning, training, encouraging. So that's something you don't read about in relation to others. But he was a good king and, and bringing the Bible, the good word of God, the law to the people. And he had skilled people leading in that and so I want to have you uh, remind you of the day of encouragement November 7 Edmonton it's good all kinds of things and break forth in January is a beautiful conference we have right close by and they do a wonderful job of encouraging and training in his reign too he also uh, fortified uh, some of the cities in Judah and he had a strong army. It says he had a trained army, a standing trained army. And so he prepared for, for threats uh, as a good king would. He, he definitely uh, sought to do things in a godly way, in a biblical way. And he also had, had just the foresight to, to prepare, prepare and seek to protect the people. Now, God in grace gave him uh, peace on every side until... Chapter 20 here. And then all of a sudden, he is attacked uh, from Moab and, and Ammon and, and uh, from um, the land of Seir 
the Edomites. And, and they, they all of a sudden, very suddenly, uh, they attack. So there's, there's a sudden threat. And, and it's definitely um, kind of a, a sneak attack. And when the word comes to him here in chapter 20 that uh, they are by the Dead Sea and by uh, En Gedi, that, that's just a, a few hours' march from Jerusalem. So, so from everything being fine to suddenly everything is danger. And it's a vast army and, and a real threat, a sudden threat. And, and the context of, of the prayer for us, I think, would be too. If we are suddenly faced with a threat that, that we didn't have before. And so just thinking generally what that could be if, if we have that too, uh, that we've been uh, healthy, but all of a sudden, suddenly there's something too, that, that we are not healthy anymore. There is a threat. And so, so then what, hey, a sudden threat. Or, or in a work situation and the work is going good and then all of a sudden... Uh, you are laid off, right? And suddenly things are what now, right? So there's this a real sudden lack of security, or for some of us here too, a political situation, suddenly the liberals are in power. Oh, a sudden threat, right? You think, now what? And so there's, there's a suddenness, an unexpectedness. I think, yeah, within the range of where is God? How is God? We, we met as a family this afternoon for my, my father-in-law's uh, birthday. He turned 83. And, the, and, and some of the family members, Susan and the family, they go to the church in Withrow with the Bott family. And the Bott family sat in the same pew with them. Hey? Suddenly, suddenly, where is God? What do we do? How do we proceed? And so, so there are sudden things that happen, frightening things. And, and this, is the, this is the kind of thing. Jehoshaphat is doing his best, and, and he, is, he is seeing God's goodness and, and grace in his life. And, and, and then all of a sudden, this happens for, for no reason. No apparent reason really at all. And suddenly, there it is. So that's, that's really the context of this prayer. What do we do when we encounter those kind of things? And those kind of things happen. And so it, it says very clearly too, the king is alarmed and, and the people with him. And so their response is, is to seek the Lord. Which is, of course, our faith response. He calls on the Lord, and, and he comes before God, and it says in verse 5 that, that, that they come together in the temple. So there is a, a, a picture of even like, like the church gathering, and, and with, with the, the situation with the Bot family too, there were various gatherings at the church right away and, and ongoing to come together in the presence of God in the place where God has, has demonstrated his presence and power. And you have to realize that when it says here that they gathered there and, and Jehoshaphat uh, led them in, in front of the new court, this is, where, this is where Solomon prayed, like right here. 
So Jehoshaphat is standing where Solomon stood. And Jehoshaphat is actually, aspects of his prayer are similar to when we looked at Solomon's prayer. God, you will, will hear us and answer us when we call upon you from here. So there's, there's a picture of in our trouble, in our sudden uncertainty, we go back to the solid place where God is, where we can call on him in prayer. And to be encouraged in that is part of the picture here. Calling on God in these times of trouble. Now, this particular prayer is the first time where it says in verse 3, he proclaimed a fast. So there's here a picture of fasting and prayer. Have you done that? Fasting and prayer? We don't so much, hey? There is a picture here. Yeah, it can be done. It, it's done. I know people who do it. It's not, not so common, but it is definitely something that comes forward in the Bible at times. And here, here is where it, it comes forward. And there's a, there's a, uh, a context of, of, yeah, there's, there's a, a, a fear that, that you, you don't even feel like eating. And that, that, that even the normal things of life kind of are, are threatened. And so then, then you move completely to prayer. So that even in the day, like if you're fasting and praying, and at breakfast time you don't actually eat breakfast, you sit down and you take the time when you would eat breakfast, but you, you spend time in prayer. And then at lunch as well, at supper again. And that, then, then the, the, the reality of the need, the, the seriousness of the threat is, is you enter more fully into, God, we need your help here. That's first and foremost. And so, so that heightens the, the aspect of, of calling on God in, in really, yeah, worrying, threatening situations. So that's, that's really the context, coming with, with fasting and prayer, and then, and then in the place of prayer in the temple, and then if you see his prayer, though, so, so there's a real threat, real need. They're, they're just a few hours away, the, the, the threat. And, and, and you would think that, that right away, God, you know, help us. God, yeah. And, and he, would, he would, but the prayer is very surprising that, that the first part and the biggest part of the prayer is not actually asking for help at all. It's, it's focused on who God is, first of all. The character of God, the glory of God, His power and authority. And it's, it's almost as if to, to remind Himself, to remind the people, to remind ourselves that, that as we feel threatened, God is, is, is there. He is, he is great. He is powerful. And we, we forget that in the threat sometimes, right? As soon as the threat is there, we feel, oh, no. 
but he actually spends over half the prayer. God, you have unrivaled dominion. You have sovereign power and might. You rule over the nations. And, and he's implying uh, Moab and, and Ammon and Edom. And, and right away, the heart and the mind and, and, and the spirit in the prayer takes, takes a different stand. Like, like where, where are you standing? Are you standing alone or are you standing with the Lord? And so, so very clearly the prayer takes that stand. Good reminder always in all circumstances that we take our stand on the wonder of who God is and his power and his presence is our strength. Even, even if God is strong, though, even if, if we would, in our prayers too, say to God is strong, yes, God is strong, God is great, everything else, but then why would he answer us? Why would he actually intervene for us? And notice what, what he says here. He says, too, in verse 7, uh, you, you have uh, given this land uh, to Abraham, your friend. You have given this land. There, there's a friendship. God, God was friends with Abraham. And they are the children of Abraham. And God is our friend, for we are, we are also children of Abraham. In Galatians 3, verse 6 and 7, Paul goes on uh, at some length, too, that, that we are the seed of Abraham by faith, that we are the children that have inherited the promise of Abraham. And Jesus himself, in John 15, says to his disciples, I call you friends. And that makes a huge difference. God, God, we are in relationship with a God who calls us friends. And so as friends calling out to him, he has care for us. And so, so it's, it's a remarkable for, for Jehoshaphat to, to draw on that. But that's the assurance that, that we have. Abraham was a friend of God. And these are the people in the land that God promised to Abraham, that God blessed them, and that friendship continues, and he's reminding them of that, that connection. So God is the one who we can call on, trusting he will hear and answer. Jehoshaphat also uses God's covenant name, Jehovah, which emphasizes his promises and that we can trust, stand on the promises of God. So it's a beautiful prayer of faith. And the first part uh, continues to, to bring that out very, very much as the people are listening. It says in verse 13, the men, the women, the children, the little ones are, are listening and, and, and need to be encouraged. And they are as they, as they see this, as they hear this prayer. And so the gift of prayer that draws us into truly who God is is, a, is of first importance. And our prayers can be confident and strong too in that sense. 
Only after that, in verse 10, does he actually make his request. And, and it's, it's a request based on a, a good, a deep, a full understanding of who God is. So that our understanding of faith, our knowledge of faith, our knowledge of what God has done is, is so, so important to know the Bible, to know how, how God has worked and continues to work. And so it's, it's, it's unusual on the one hand, but it's based on, on what God has done. And let me just, you don't realize it, but what happens, he says, these three nations are attacking us, but these happen to be the exact three nations that when the people of Israel came out of Egypt through the wilderness and after their time in the wilderness, that they were going into the promised land, they, they came along the border of Ammon. And, and they, they could have entered it, they could have attacked it, they could have destroyed it. But God said no. God was gracious to Ammon and told the people not to enter the land. And the same with Moab. They wanted to go through Moab, but the Moabites said no. And God said, don't, don't attack them. Don't, don't destroy them. Go around them. And even Edom, the, those from Mount Seir, they are three nations along the way that the people of Israel would have or could have just destroyed on the way. But God was gracious to them. And God said to his people, you are not going to destroy them. I'm going to just have them, protect them. They, they will not be destroyed. And with that instruction, the people had to go far around and, and it was inconvenient for them. But they, they did what God commanded. God was gracious to them, and he did not destroy them. Now, they are invading Israel. And God had said to Israel, don't invade them, leave them in peace. And now they are invading God's land. You say, how's that? God was gracious to them, and now... They just turn around and, and they are going to attack God's people in God's land. And so that's how he responds to God in prayer, pointing out to verse 10, you would not allow Israel to invade when they came uh, out of Egypt. And now how do they repay you? So, so that's, that's, that's not just... Just, oh, Lord, help us, we're in trouble. That's, that's Lord, you, you have been gracious to them, and now they are offending your greatness. They are, they are being unjust and unfair. Those who knew your grace are now seeking to attack you. And, and the focus is on God's great name being threatened. God, God is gracious. So it's not even that, that the people are in danger, that, that the nation is in danger, but God was gracious, and now they are, they are, 
they are really offending God, a gracious God, and they are attacking even his graciousness, his goodness. And this, this is the threat, not to Jehoshaphat, but to God. So you have a prayer that is, that is really in a time of great need, but which takes the focus even away from that need, first of all, and places it on God's greatness. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And that prayer, that prayer is answered. So, so a movement out of our trouble in the prayer to, to thinking about the greatness of God is a wonderful comfort. And then a movement out of, oh God, I, I just need you to do this or do that, and now what? And the movement is to God that you would be, that you would be glorified in this situation. And so even in a situation of, of illness, sudden illness, what do we pray? Lord, that you would be glorified in this. And even with the Bot family, if you heard some of their, their, their reports and their, their responses, and there is that sense that, yeah, it was very difficult. Oh, totally, terribly difficult. That God would be present, that he would be lifted up, even in this. And... and the the just hearing back too in terms of some of the radio and TV coverage too the things of God and the witness of God that was given was included was reported that God would be glorified even in the difficulty in the sudden threats in the uncertainties and so that's really the prayer that as we look to God He will answer as we we move into his care and also his honor and glory in our lives and through us and so so then then the threat is eliminated there there is in a way no threat anymore and so so the response like they they don't know the response what's going to happen the, the the prophet gives the prophetic word here, um, the, the Levite gives a, a good, comforting word of response, which is wonderful. And then, and then they go out early in the morning. They're not sure what's going to happen. They, they haven't heard anything. Uh, they go out with singing because they, they have taken their stand, their confidence in, in who God is and, and in Him glorifying His name, defending His name, caring for his children who are called by his name. And so they, they go out with, with songs. And I mean, this is a vast army is about to come and destroy them otherwise. But, but they, they have just entered into a confidence of faith and, and giving thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever, Psalm 136. And then, and then even verse 22, as they began to sing, so it's as if nothing had happened yet. The vast army was still, but then, then they are leaving Jerusalem, and as they begin to sing, and so you have just, a, yeah, four or five hours of they moving down, 
the valley of Ziz and then the other army coming up. And then just in that time, as they go forward, the whole army is defeated. And God works it out that they, they begin attacking each other. And that's the same as when Gideon in Judges 7 and the enemy attacks each other when, when he has just 300 men and the torches and the shout at night and they all attack each other. And so the Lord can just make an end to the threat and, and they don't do anything. The men of Judah came to the place, come to the place where they can overlook the desert and, and everything is, is fine. Everything, they, they don't lift a single hand. They don't, not a single battle stroke, no one arrow is shot, nothing. Everything is a decisive victory. I think that should remind us our prayers to be focused on God's glory, on God's kingdom coming, and that we can be assured too that that we have the victory in Jesus. And, and our assurance is, too, there's nothing that I do. It's by God's grace alone. And by God's grace alone, I am saved. I am saved. And I have the victory. And it's, it's, it's God's gift. As we put our faith in him, so really, really this prayer, as we would pray a prayer like this, we would, we would say too that, that God has given us the victory in Jesus by grace alone, which is a, a hallmark of the Reformed faith. Nothing we do. And by God's grace, we gain the riches of, of righteousness. The, the whole riches is shown here. All the plunder. It took him three days. We get the riches of, of salvation and eternal life. And so our treasure is beyond compare when we put our hope, when we pray to our God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the prayer of Jehoshaphat and your power and might that guided and led strong in faith to victory. Lord, we pray in our lives too, when there are threats, sudden threats, things of worry, things of concern, we think too of the Bot family, we think of other situations too where people are all of a sudden very uncertain, where things are unsure, where we don't know, but we trust that you know and that our hope is in you, the God who befriends us in grace in Christ Jesus. We pray that we would always take our stand firmly and confidently, prayerfully in you, our mighty God, who continues to work in us by your grace and continues to build your kingdom. To your honor and glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.